Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Battle School Dropouts. I'm Stu. And I'm Bakary. And every episode, we talk about the first six episodes of an anime, and this week we are talking about Space Brothers. Yes. Um, but before we get into that, I got a really important question. Hit me. Uh, Bakary, yeah. how are you doing? I'm doing, you know what? Donald Trump's in the hospital, so <laughs> any other shit that could be going on, I'm doing all right. How you doing? Uh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing about the same. It's it's I've never seen Twitter so excited about something. Like <laughs> I don't think anybody thinks that this is going to go like all the way. Um, like we're going to get like a home run with this one, but no. people are still jazzed. You know, after after fucking months of this dude being like, oh, it's not a big deal, uh, whatever. Yeah. It's like fucking hospitalized with coronavirus like <sighs> you love to see it you love to see it not to not to be like a a malicious person or anything like i don't i like to think i'm the kind of person who wouldn't wish death on another human being but mm. man if there was any like if if this year was being written by an author this is the way to end it. This is the stranger than fiction <laughs> where like where Will Ferrell doesn't want to die and the guy's like, sorry, man, the ending is just too good and it involves you dying. Sorry. Like, that's this. Sorry, Donald. It's got to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the first episode that we've recorded where we're starting off. where We're like, hey, good fucking news about 2020. <laughs> yeah. It's really every single episode. We're like, oh, well. The state's on fire. Ah, well, you know, the police are brutalizing people in the streets. Ah, well, 200,000 people have died. But today, today, Donald Trump is in the hospital because he has, he is showing symptoms of coronavirus and already tested positive. So, you know what? I'll drink to that. Yeah, yeah. Here, you know, and we're drinking good beer today too. Maybe that's a we coincidence are. or something. Uh, Everything yeah. is everything's coming up. Battle school dropouts right now. <laughs> this yeah, is our I- time. Like usually during the podcast, uh, like we'll drink like PBR or something equivalent. Oh yeah, um, I know there's been like sake and stuff like that. But like mm-hmm. I've got, uh, I'm drinking Phantom Bride IPA. It's Phantom pretty fucking Bride. tasty. That's fancy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Got me some uh, some Victory Sour Monkey, nine point five percent. Getting fancy today. Ooh shit. Um, and I, I do want to bring up it's it's Phantom Bride. It has something to do with Deftones that I don't understand. I forgot the name of the brewery, I believe, is called Belching Beaver, which I fucking hate. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> That's such a good name. It's a good name. I but like <laughs> uh, we had this beer on uh campus uh back when I actually went to a campus or a school mm-hmm. and I would get, I would order the Phantom Bride, and the person would yell down, "Can I get a uh, pour of Belching Beaver?" I'm like, oh, <laughs> "That's not what I wanted." That sounds like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm sure there are many Lord of the Rings porn parodies, but I'm sure, like, it sounds like one of those, like you know, where Gandalf tells Frodo to meet him at the Prancing Pony. It's like, make sure you're not followed. Meet me at the Belching Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got meet me. Like it's a different kind of meat, you know. <laughs> exactly. Lord of the O rings, I guess. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah. Lord, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's good. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> this is, we'll we'll eventually we'll put that script out there. You're welcome. Yeah, fuck this Warner podcast Brothers. shit. <laughs> fuck this podcast shit. No, we just found our true calling. Yeah, we got to be making porn parodies of movies. Yeah, of movies that came out in the early 2000s. That's that's really there's a big market for that. I think. 
Um, yeah, what you been up to? What you been doing? <laughs> what I've been, been doing? Uh, I've been surviving school. School's been a little rough, but uh, I've been killing a lot of time with uh, Left for Dead. Has kind of become my go-to game right now. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, you got the uh, that update. Yeah, there was a big update because I was thinking about it. I was like, Left for Dead Two came out. I don't know, like 2012, something like that. I'm maybe I'm probably way wrong. Whoa, but, 2012? Uh, yeah, so it's an older game. No, I, uh, I'm, that that's a, that seems surprisingly late to me. I feel like that's like oh. 08, 08, 09 at the earliest. I mean, up. maybe I know it's I know it's older. Let me see. Oh, 2009. Yeah, you were that's, you were there. Right. It is. There um, it is. He never misses, folks. He never misses. <laughs> Anyways, old game. One of my favorites. <laughs> like I've got. 30 hours in it on PC, which isn't representative nice. of the fact that I have like a billion hours on Xbox 360. Like, that's, oh yeah, you got that. Yeah. Like, I own two Xboxes and two copies of Left 4 Dead 2, so that <laughs> at a LAN party, I can play it with four people. You know, like, Ooh. that's my fucking favorite thing. I've been like, so it's 11 years since there's been a game, so I'm like, man, I really wish that there would be Left 4 Dead 3. And then they released this update, and it's like they added a bunch of content. It's really sick. And I'm like, oh, no, this is exactly what I want. Just more Left 4 Dead. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love I love Left 4 Dead 2. If you give me more Left 4 Dead 2, I'm a fucking ha- happy camper. Totally. I I feel like that's, you know, when, when like, uh, the, the rift between consumer and developer when it comes to video games is, has closed considerably over the years. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. on Twitter and shit. And, like, every time they put out a Smash Bros. character, like, everybody's pissed and happy at the same time. Like, <laughs> when, when it comes to, like, sequels, like, everybody's been screaming for a Jet Set Radio. Not everybody, but, like, a lot of people in my circles yes. have been screaming for a Jet Set Radio sequel for a long time. Uh, and it's, like... You don't want a Jet Set Radio 3. You want more Jet Set Radio Future. You want more of that game you played in the early 2000s. And that's fine. That's fine. If they put out a level pack for Jet Set Radio Future, I would go out and buy an original Xbox, like, today. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just how it is. Uh, So I think that's honestly a really smart move on Valve's part to be like, no, nobody wants... They they think they want a Left 4 Dead 3, but they just want to play more Left 4 Dead 2. And that's what they (laughs) gave you. Yeah. Perfect. the part that blows my mind is that they released every, like technically it's only like one new campaign which is a really short campaign sure. um, and then like a bunch of like little survival maps but they released it for free like they could have sold it for like five ten bucks and i probably would have bought it but the fact that they sure. released it for free makes me be like i gotta fucking talk about this like to everybody <laughs> like the game it just added a bunch of content it's sick it's great yeah hell yeah um, and I think it's relevant to this podcast as well because uh, my friend Will and I play it a fair amount and we play it with uh, mods because the Steam Workshop makes it really easy. And there oh, are yeah, yeah. a shit ton of anime mods on there. <laughs> like all the guns that we play with have anime girls on them. The flashlights are anime girl flashlights. Um, we've replaced all the special infected with like whatever we could find. Uh, we've got like hot suit, like in the original our original lineup instead of being like bill and lewis and all that is uh storm falcon i think i got his name right from mega man x oh um, buddy that's storm eagle storm eagle whatever wrong wrong raptor hey w- watch me continue not to care uh we've got <laughs> <laughs> we've got him we've got uh plus he's replacing bill the worst guy so who cares oh yeah um, fuck him so we got toru from dragon maid we've got hatsune miku and we've got 
uh, Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja <laughs> Gaiden. So we're, it's just this hodgepodge of like video games and anime, and I fucking love it. That's beautiful. That sounds like a great fucking time. Like the smoker is Slender Man. The uh, boomer is Gengar from Pokemon. It's great. <laughs> That's good. That's a, those are some quality picks. What what what? I think you mentioned that you had changed the witch to something. What was that? The was the that witch a different... was a a different Vocaloid, and oh, I don't okay. really know what who she is or whatever it is. But she's like instead of being like crying because like the witch is like this crying woman, and if you get too close, yeah. she starts screaming. Um, instead, it's like this Vocaloid that just like sings and doesn't seem to be very good at it. So it's just like <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> so it's like there's a witch. Watch out. <laughs> I, I was, yeah, like, that sounds like a good one to put, uh, like, something like a Hatsune Miku or a Vocaloid kind of thing on. Because, like, you know, you just hear, like, way off in the background that, like, weird tinny robot voice, like, mm-hmm. like that, like, that could be, <laughs> I, that could be appropriately scary given the situation. And World is Mine is a great song, so. And <laughs> I, I replaced all of the regular zombies with Vocaloid characters. I thought that would be really funny. Um, and I ran into a lot of issues because Hatsune Miku was on my team, and I shot the shit out of Hatsune Miku <laughs> all the time. Because I kept That's, thinking, like, yeah. oh, there's another one. You got those wires crossed there. Yeah. It should <laughs> it was, just be, it like, rough. generic anime people or, like, the Teletubbies mod or something. There's there's a spooky Teletubbies mod uh, that is a little too scary for me, but I did replace <laughs> them with the uh, the little bean guys from Fall Guys, and that worked pretty oh, well that's good that's a good yeah. one fall guys is a good time i like that fall I guys that is game. a great time absolutely yeah. uh what have you been playing bakri uh geez what have i been playing um so i've been playing this uh it's a game called 13 sentinels aegis rim uh it is a it is a strategy I'm- jrpg Oh, we, ta- we talked about this a little bit. I'm amazed we, that you can keep that name straight. <laughs> we did, honestly, yeah. Like it's it's one of those things where like the when you first see the name, you're like, what the fuck? And then like you play the game, and it's like the there's 13 characters. The robots. Uh, it's about it's about 13 teenagers who pilot giant robots and fight kaiju. Uh, the, mm. the in this case, the kaiju are like a giant, you know, world a war of the worlds like um. Uh, robot things. They actually make me- references to War of the Worlds. They're like, it's like a tripod, but it's got oh. another leg. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, they really crib on a lot of, like, you know, pulp sci-fi from, like, the, I don't know, 70s or 80s or whatever. The, whenever the fuck that book came out, I'm not gonna... Um, but yeah, yeah, so there's 13 characters, and they pilot sentinels, which are robots, and uh, they're trying to protect the Aegis, which are, uh, it's this, um, basically this earth defense system that like you know also works as like an interdimensional wormhole thing i don't know the story's really weird but there's a lot of time travel nonsense there's there's one guy from the world war ii era who is determined to use one of the mechs in order to prevent the hiroshima and nagasaki bombings it's it it goes places but um okay (laughs) hell yeah yeah, um, yeah. So it's it, so like once you have all those little bits of information, like the 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 name Thirteen Sentinels, you just ram. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Um, <laughs> it's not just anime nonsense. <laughs> it it very much is anime nonsense, but it's anime <laughs> nonsense that you can eventually apply logic to. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a it's a strategy RPG, not not entirely unlike um, like an XCOM kind of deal. Uh, but oh it's, hell it's, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's you have you take control of thirteen teenagers piloting giant robots trying to defeat defeat these aliens, and um, you you really only control like six or seven of them at the same time. There's like a, there's the strike squad and the, there's the defensive squad. And the defensive squad, you know, it works automatically. Um, you know, you don't have to control them, mm. um, and then so you're controlling like six or seven people. Uh, and that matters because each of them has a a brain overload gauge, and if you if you use them oh. in too many battles too many times, they will just become so traumatized they can no longer, you know, Fuck. they're just like, yes. oh god, I'm I'm 16 and this is horrible, war is awful. Oh no, I need to sit down for a minute, and you're like, fuck, I can't use that character anymore. Finally. So you Eva Simulator 2020. <laughs> it, it, yeah, you're not you're not super wrong about that. It's it's a little <laughs> it's a little Eva ish uh, for sure. But yeah, no, it's great. It's got no, it's sick. got um yeah, it's got a really. I could not tell you what the fuck is going on with that story, but it is interesting. Um, and the characters are likable, and it's got like in between the robot uh, the 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 robot fights, you have um kind of more more like visual novel kind of aspects where it's like you mm. you, you it, it puts you in control of one of the 13 characters and you kind of run around a map and um you find things that like add to your um this is not the right word at all but to add to your brain bank uh and then you can <laughs> <laughs> then you can use it so like you know somebody will yeah. like you'll have a ray gun in your hand and you'll be like oh i have a ray gun right now and then it'll add like thought added ray gun and then you like meet somebody who knows a lot about ray guns and you're like i should talk to this guy about ray guns and you like select that out of a out of a list of things you can thoughts you can talk about um this is stuff like that so no, yeah it's got awesome. a lot of yeah it's got a lot of really cool shit going for it the soundtrack is great the visuals are really good but it's also one of those like it's very much a double a kind of game where like it there's a lot of production value but like it's only going towards the parts they care about mm. so like there's other things where you're just like like on the battle screen you don't even really see the robots themselves you're kind of more just like uh they're just like little icons on the map that more look like you know what you would see if they were looking through a radar so like it makes sense yeah. um diegetically but stuff like that they have the they have the beat em up beat em up syndrome where if you are walking uh towards or away from the camera it looks as though they're still walking sideways you know stuff like that oh no yeah because <laughs> it, it's it's interesting looking at this game on like google image because like mm-hmm. when you're like yeah they're battling against kaiju and they're in robots i'm like this went from like some random JRPG thing that I'm not going to give a fuck about to like, holy shit, this, that sounds incredible. And then I look up the combat and I'm like, did I find, did I find the right screen? Where are the robots? <laughs> but it actually was, like, it does look really cool. No, it's, like, it's the, sick. The combat like, screen. The, the combat was like, you know, I watched a, a, like the IGN review or whatever. And I was like, eh, I don't know. And then I was I was talking to to my boy who's been who's been playing it quite a bit and he was like just singing his praises constantly like wh- when he talked about it I was like okay that sounds sick I'll pick this up and um yeah so far like that was a little bit of a of a of a um not a deal breaker but like a, a negative for me but like when you're playing the mm. game like I haven't even thought about that once honestly like it's it's not a big deal to me at all well it seems like there's enough going on too outside of the battles that like make it really interesting there's um yeah. there's a game i've never gotten super far in but i really like called uh darkest dungeon and oh it, i like darkest dungeon a lot yeah oh hell yeah yeah okay yeah. so but yeah it's got a similar thing to like the the brain bank thing where like the person gets panicked right where it's like you have <laughs> yeah. a panic meter that fills up and it really is like 
okay, am I gonna put this like super stressed out person into a stressed out situation? Or am I gonna let them relax for right now and, you know, use other people? It's like such a fucking, it, it, it's, uh, it's like horror games almost, where it's like you're, like the scariest part about horror games is resource management. Like, oh yeah. How, how do I, like, I have this really powerful character, but I can't use them. I need them to relax. So, but I have to get through this situation. Oh shit, here's a monster that I've never fought before who's stronger than anything. Like, okay, I have to use my guy. Oh no, I fucking killed them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you have access to the resources that would make you feel safe through this level. But if you use them to the extent to which you need to, to like, make yourself feel safe in that level, the next level is going to fuck you double. So, like, you got to really, like, you know, weigh those those uh, those pluses, pros and cons, so to speak. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I wish I had bought it physical so I could loan it to you, but uh, alas, I, I bought it digitally because um, we're going through the apocalypse and it's difficult <laughs> to go to a GameStop right now. So, <laughs> yeah. man, can you imagine like being berated, but like, hey, do you want to pre-order all these games and then also getting coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> It sounds fucking terrible. Hey, do you want to getting... subscribe to Game Informer? No, no, I'm good. <coughs> is there a is there a game on the horizon or that recently came out that like if you got coronavirus you'd want it to be that for that game? Oh, that's come out recently. Because he just like Thirteen Sentinels that comes close for me. I don't. Yeah. I, I feel I would feel like a dork being like, yeah, I got coronavirus going out to buy Thirteen Sentinels. He just ram. But at the same time, like, there's I've bought a lot dumber shit so. Yeah, there there are definitely games that I would get coronavirus over, but nothing that's come <laughs> out during coronavirus that I can think of. Not even Doom Eternal, huh? Well, okay, actually, that's 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 a solid yes, but I'm only hesitant because it doesn't run well on my computer, so <laughs> it would really hurt to be like get coronavirus, play Doom Eternal, have it crash. Like ah! that's that's a real bummer. That's yeah. Uh, one of those ironic endings kind of thing. Yeah, very much the, uh, you know, oh, I can finally spend all my time reading. <laughs> oh, no, I broke my glasses. <laughs> Perfect. I needed, I needed, I wanted to reference that Twilight Zone episode, but I did that last episode, so I didn't want to do it again. So <laughs> it's, it's really, it's that in the airplane one. That's the, those are the only ones I really knew. There's, there's others. I can't think of them, but there's others. Uh, there's actually there's one I saw during the the Twilight Zone remake that they did, not the mm. most recent one, but there was one they did in like the like 2005 ish, and there was one where it's like this person was getting plastic surgery and it was all about plastic surgery, and then it turned out that um, they got it to like look ugly or something because everybody in that world looked ugly, so it's like, aha, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, and I thought that oh. was, like, the craziest thing when I was, like, 15 or something. I was like, whoa, that's such a twist, that's so that's good. A, that's a real, like, 2005 deep kind of thing. Yeah. Like, in time and a place, you're like, oh, fuck, these guys are just dropping some wisdom on me what the fuck this is crazy my mind is just <laughs> going full galaxy right now and like you know now you look back on it, it's like what the fuck come on yeah but and i'm pretty sure I get i'm getting it. details get wrong too but yeah close enough close enough <laughs> whatever did you know did you watch the new they they put out a uh a, a season of the twilight zone narrated by jordan peele like a, yeah a year or two ago did you see any of that 
I heard like I was excited about it because I like Jordan Peele like a lot, but I uh-huh. didn't. Um, no, I didn't watch it. <laughs> it was on uh, like watched... CBS All Access. <laughs> Who the fuck's gonna get CBS All Access? That's right. Yeah, it was that and that. It was that and the um the the new Star Trek. I think were on that. Two huge like legacy shows, but like to people <laughs> our age, it's like no, I'm not gonna pay for. It. Are you kidding me? What mm. no? Um, I know how to torrent things. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> um, but no, I did watch that first episode, and uh, it it had some real Black Mirror energy to it. Uh, it was like, it was very much a like, what if this shit happened? Wouldn't that be fucking insane? Your mind's blown right now. Technology's evil. Like, that kind of shit. Not actually about technology, but that, that very similar. Well, it's... Yeah. It's not great. There's there's a show also made by uh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele and another guy who I didn't recognize. They're like oh, both uh, producers. Keegan Michael Key. It's Key and Peele. That's oh, I was it's, yeah. Have you heard of Key and Peele? No, it's this really tell me obscure about it. show. It's nobody ever <laughs> knows it or quotes it or anything like that. Um, there was a YouTube original called uh, Weird City, which was it was kind of like Black Mirror. But so on the nose that I, it's it's kind of hard to know if it was like, it was obviously trying to be a parody. How successful, I'm not entirely sure. But it was uh-huh. actually like pretty entertaining. Like it's one of the best things on um, YouTube, you know, premium or whatever, which is not a long list. But is that is it still YouTube Red? Do they still call uh, it that? I've had it for like four years. I call it YouTube Damn. Red sometimes, Damn. but like. Uh, it's YouTube Premium is what it's called. Uh, uh, I so I watch an absurd amount of YouTube. So sure. not having commercials saves like I probably gained like two years of my life. <laughs> uh, but I've also lost you know ten years to YouTube. So it's hard to knock out which one's right. I watched YouTube mostly on a on a first gen Chromecast, and I think <laughs> because the firmware is so old, they never figured out how to run ads on it. So uh, uh, there you thinking go. ahead here. Just go ahead and time travel back to 2010, and there you go. Yeah. Well, and so, and the other reason I have YouTube Premium is that it comes with their music app. So I don't have Spotify. I have, like, Google Music or whatever. Oh, yeah. Right now, it's it, they just shifted it, so I'm not even sure how it works. But that was, like, I, I, wanted, like, I wanted to listen to, like, a Dead Kennedys album. And so I got, like, a monthly trial and saw that it came with, like, no commercials on youtube and ever it's been four years and i'm still paying for it <laughs> no yeah you like on its face I, I haven't really looked into it beyond it but like youtube music sounds like the ideal because like there'll be times where i'm like oh yeah there's this like uh japanese bossa nova artist from the mid 90s that i really want to listen to and they're not on spotify where am i going of course i'm going to fucking youtube every time yeah like shit like that like you know that's that's where you go so like the fact that they made a music streaming service out of it fucking brilliant good good thinking yeah and it's, it's actually kind of um they just shift so basically they had like a shittier version of spotify before and they uh-huh. just shifted over to like now it's called like youtube music or music youtube or something but yeah. um what's kind of nice about it is for this for this episode the um space brothers i really liked their opening theme song which was done by a band called Unicorns, or just Unicorn, I can't remember. But there wasn't sure. a ton of info about them, and I couldn't find their like any of their albums streaming anywhere. Mm-hmm. But YouTube Music, like 
a lot of their stuff is on YouTube and it found a collection of their stuff that they had uploaded on YouTube. And so I was able to listen to it through that. And that was actually pretty oh. cool. Hell yeah. Um, it's spoiler alert. I really like the, the theme song to space brothers and I kind of really like the band that made it. Uh, what is the name of the band that made that? It's unic. It's unicorn. I believe not plural. Oh, Oh, same one. Same, same band. That's the one you were talking about. Yeah, because there's also oh, okay. there's another band I really like called the Unicorns. So the it's Unicorns? really yeah, that makes things a little difficult. So definitely, but yeah, they are called Unicorn, and <laughs> uh, the the Space Brothers theme is like their most popular song, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have some other good ones, and it's like it's all kind of like dad rock music <laughs> like pop rock kind of stuff but it's yeah. all really up tempo so it's kind of fun that's yeah i mean like if it's if it's similar to because i also really enjoyed the uh the space brothers like the whole soundtrack but yeah the op was really great um yeah so if it's all if it's all a similar vibe to that like even even just like aesthetically you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. that's cool that's a good time yeah their more recent stuff is pretty similar to that not as like spacey i guess uh, uh more on like the hey we're really influenced by the beatles but we also like rock music um, <laughs> side of things they're more are recent the beatles, stuff are the, are the beatles not a rock band were they not, were they not? they're they're rock band but they're like oh, okay. i feel like the beatles are like uh like you have like rock music and you have the beatles and there's a lot of crossover but there's also a lot of things that the beatles did first or better or whatever so Sure. You've got rock music and you've got rock music made by bad British people. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, you're not a, you're not a Beatles fan, are you? No, I like okay, I'm I'm beyond the point where I like try to make a a, a personality out of hating things, but um <laughs> Yeah, I really just can't stand. Like, listen, I'm not saying the Beatles are bad. I'm not saying people are bad for liking the Beatles. I'm not saying anything about the Beatles beyond the fact that I do not give a shit about them i do not want to listen to them not a fan not that's that's all i'm saying yeah which you know fair enough the beatles aren't for everybody i uh i like i'm like a beatles like greatest hits kind of guy i guess like i like some of their popular songs but sure i don't like if you ask me like oh what's your favorite album like no idea i've never sat through an entire beatles album oh, front never, to back never know? Uh, there's a couple Beatles. I like, um, I like, uh, fucking Eleanor Rigby. That's a good one. I like, uh, mm-hmm. Help. That's a good song. There's a couple here and there that I enjoy. Um, but, like, every time I think about the Beatles, think about the song Imagine by John Lennon and, and, <laughs> and, and Yoko Ono? Maybe just John, I don't know. She was in the music video. Mm-hmm. I hate that song so much. Like, when the coronavirus yeah. shit happened and all the celebrities were, like, they did the... <laughs> Oh my god, I was gonna have a conniption, dude. I was so fucking upset. Most Americans have kind of been okay with wealthy people for a long time, right? Like too long. We we far we, too long. We didn't like we like there was an obsession with like Paris Hilton in the early like two thousands and whatnot. And like we were sure. okay with rich people for a long time. And I feel like coronavirus has broken so many people. Like, here's all these celebrities just doing a fun thing. You know, they're just putting themselves out there. If regular people did it, I wouldn't hate it. But the fucking fact that these celebrities like, 
imagine all and they just fucking suck and it's just like i fucking hate this like fuck I, off like you're millionaires you're gonna be fine we're all gonna die out here <laughs> the 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 best thing about that video is the like the the varying amounts to which like the celebrities gave a shit about it <laughs> like there's certain ones that are just like uh, just like imagine all the people living for today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did my part. Great. And then you got fucking the the uh, Millie Bobby Brown going. You can say I'm a dream. Like really fucking going for it. Like all out. No no holds barred. Just fucking going all in. And you know what? God bless her for doing it. But like, it. That's just mm. that's just a really funny uh, side by side comparison. Fuck John Lennon. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of John Lennon, but <laughs> I, I don't uh, know enough about him. But I do know that social media wise, there was maybe like a couple months later, there was like a stunt people video that was like them doing transitions based on like punch, basically punching and kicking towards the camera, and it was oh, way sick. more sick, like no, way better than this Imagine video. It's dude, it was so fucking cool. It was like one of the best fucking coronavirus video no fucking <laughs> best video to come out of coronavirus was just best video people. of coronavirus yeah. Absolutely. yeah no yeah that sounds absolutely that sounds right like nothing nothing i've seen as a result of coronavirus comes even close to you even talking about that <laughs> if you haven't I seen it really, i'll send it to you it's sick dude please do please absolutely i was really sad that natalie portman was on that the celebrity singing imagine thing because uh i really liked um annihilation the, that mm. 2018 sci-fi Lovecraftian thing. That was a really good movie. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. I just, I just liked Natalie Portman in that movie, and then she did that. I don't think I've made it through more than like maybe 20 seconds of that video before my blood has like boiled out of my body and like I've passed out, unable to watch anymore. <laughs> I tried really hard one time and I think I got like a minute and 10 seconds. That was like my peak. And that like, that was like, I did some Rocky four fucking training to get there too. Like that was not, that was not a, let me watch this thing. I was like, I've tried so many times this time. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go all the way. And I made it a minute, minute and 10. I was like, that's, you know what? You know what? I did good today. I, I I have an idea for like a future video that I think would be funny. And I've realized it, it would be less painful, but like, we talked a lot about uh, there was the Crunchyroll convention uh, early in September. Yeah, and yeah. And it was all digital and everything. And we got talking about AMVs and we watched a bunch of AMVs. And there oh, are man. a ton of headstrong AMVs. And I thought it would be really funny for us to just review like as many of them in an episode as we could. <laughs> and that sounds like it would get painful at a point. But that point would be so much later than that fucking celebrity video. I straight up, I was, I was very into like back in you know 2007 or what. Like whenever, whenever my parents finally upgraded to an internet that was like powerful enough to watch YouTube videos on, um, I was, I was in on that fucking AMV shit. I have watched so many videos <laughs> of Naruto and Bleach and One Piece and fucking Dragon Ball and Kingdom Hearts and whatever else you can mm -hmm. think of mm -hmm. set to that song. Headstrong by Trapped, and every single time when I was when I was fucking thirteen or whatever, dude, it was it was rapturous every single time. Fucking sick, dude. Well, it's like uh, 
I make fun of AMVs. Like, I think I just, like, I, I wasn't into anime at the right time. Yeah. But I was watching the other fucking day. Uh, somebody set, like, John Wick scenes to The Only Thing They Fear Is You from Doom Eternal. And I was just <laughs> sitting there watching it, and I got, like, halfway through it, and I was like, this is sick. Fuck, I'm just watching an AMV. Like That is this- absolutely just an AMV. <laughs> Hell yes, that sounds sick as hell. Send me that like, too, and you send me that other link. <laughs> like, well, but it's one of those things where I shouldn't have stopped myself, but I did, you know, because my identity is built on like AMVs are silly. <sighs> but it's like, you know what, fuck it, man. If you're enjoying like a kick-ass song set to your favorite show, like fucking enjoy yourself, you know? No, yeah, totally. Like there are like uh, after after my stint watching, you know, so many Kingdom Hearts cutscenes set to so many Linkin Park songs. <laughs> eventually, eventually, I started expanding a little bit, and uh, the people had like there were like websites that would do like AMV contests. You know mm. what I mean? And like people who actually knew shit about video ent- editing would enter, and like. There was there were some like AMVs that to this day I think back on I'm like you know what you know what that was kind of sick that was that was cool what yeah. they did there like the the art of making a music video is uh, is a difficult and sensitive one and you know what some people some people got the gift yeah and just because it's Naruto or Bleach or whatever doesn't mean it's not sick absolutely the actually so uh i think i've mentioned it before like i have an aa in film so like i've i've pursued it a fair amount of like just like learning how to like do video stuff basically and the first video i ever made was uh i recorded a bunch of footage at school during high school and i set it to uh Damn it by Blink 182 yeah 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 and that was the first video i ever made and it fucking uh, you know, it didn't, didn't go anywhere or anything, but it, it like opened my eyes to like video editing. Like I just like, I saw it was like I, the matrix was open to me <laughs> and it was a fucking, I mean, it's not an AMV, but it's fucking close, you know? No. Yeah. No, straight up. I did like, I, I, you know what? We're, we're coming clean on this episode. <laughs> uh, I wasn't entirely honest with you earlier, Stu. I, oh, God. when I was in high school, I actually made a few AMVs myself. I, Hell yeah, I taught, dude. I taught myself the old Windows Movie Maker, mm-hmm. you know, with the fucking, mm-hmm. that dark blue background with the Comic Sans looking ass font. Just and swirls I, in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got the swirl wipes, you got the fucking, um, mm-hmm. the star wipes and shit. Yeah, I was I was putting all that shit down. Looks like Star Wars Episode Two all over the place. Uh yeah, I, I made a I made a video of the Kingdom Heart. No, no, it was uh, it was Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, the the movie they, the, that they made, and I set it to a song that I heard in church one time, uh, um, "Fingernails" by Skillet, and that Whoa. got like a hundred twenty thousand views. What the fuck? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah. uh, there's um... I hit my internet fame like way too fucking early, way too early. <laughs> Man, fuck that. <laughs> that's, a, that's that's like more like at this point of recording, our podcast has like a hundred views on these two total, like, like across, across all across videos, four yeah. episodes. Yeah, Ugh. I I often compare my own YouTube success to uh, my buddy Andy uploaded a video from like Hunter Hunter uh-huh. of. Um, uh, there's like the character Hisaka, and he like walks forward, and he like thrusts his groin, and there's like a swing. It does the swing sound effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he 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 has that video up on YouTube, and <laughs> it has like 
a shit ton of views and it's like always more than anything I've ever created. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, all you need to do to make it big on YouTube is steal content. That's all you need. It's just take something (laughs) that someone else made, post that shit. Thousands of views instantly. (laughs) It's it's one of those things where it's like, I don't, that's definitely like not what he was going for, but. Oh yeah, yeah, no, this is is no shade at your friend here. Right. Like at this point, it's so funny that it's just like, yeah, he has this video and it's got, I I just looked it up. It has 245,000 views. God damn. Yeah. Blew blew my little AMVs out of the water right there. I was, I honestly, I thought it was going to be closer to like 80 or something, but like, yeah, we'll, we'll be at an anime convention and he'll bring it up and it's, it's funny. It's so great. It's yeah. I love it, dude. It's so good, man. I miss the, I miss the, like a lot of, this is kind of boomer talk, but like, I do miss the, the wild west days of the old internet. Like when half the people were still on dial up, you know, crazy times back then. YTMND, rest in peace. There's there's a fucking uh, you're the man now dog of like Darth Vader after episode three had come out and he's on wow. a roller coaster and he's like <laughs> no <laughs> it's just it was so great like it fucking man yeah you no know, we're getting into boomer territory here it's oh like, yeah you absolutely remember the you remember MySpace when you could edit HTML <laughs> <laughs> you remember Star Wars kid. <laughs> God, you you remember I can has cheeseburger with the with they had they posted a picture of a cat and it said I can has cheeseburger man. Oh man. Comedy these days they got nothing on that. Ceiling cat is watching you masturbate. Classic, classic humor. <laughs> classic. Oh, you know the the fucking sad part is like remembering that makes me so fucking nostalgic that like <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed. You know, if anybody saw me, I'd just be I have like rosy red cheeks and I'm just like look like a little anime character. Like <laughs> you remember Monorail Cat? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> dude, oh, Long Cat just died. Did you hear about that? Oh, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm so, I, I should have warned you about this beforehand. Yeah, mm. Long Cat. One cat fucking passed away like last week. Rip in peace. Yeah, fucking death of a legend right there. Yeah, yeah, you know. I wonder how many people have been a part of memes that have died. <laughs> like they've just like provided so much humor and enjoyment for people that are just fucking out now. You know what? Probably more than I expect, but yeah. Honestly, it's it's weirder to me when like you see somebody. Uh, who was like you know a part of a meme way back like the the um I don't know the fucking kid from that like old commercial or something where he's like looking at the computer and nodding and then he like looks at the camera and gives a thumb yeah. up you know what I'm talking about like mm-hmm. I thumbs think, up I, th- I use I, it all the time yeah 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 like I think I saw a video of him like modern day like just being like yeah you know I work as a software developer at such and such like it's weird seeing these people you know resurface all of a sudden and they're living perfectly normal lives like it's not like a, it's not like a celebrity thing where they've like obviously been doing heroin for the last 12 years and they're just like a complete mess like it's not like a frankie muniz kind of thing it's just like yeah you know like i got popular in this one video i never made any money off of it nobody recognized me on the street for it like i just kind of went about my days but like yeah you've seen pictures of me before like that's the weirdest fucking thing to me yeah which i but it's honestly like for the best. Like, uh, there's oh, not, yeah, like, 15 yeah. Seconds not complaining of fame about that at all. No, hundred percent. 
yeah, like 15 minutes of fame. And it's like, we shouldn't like have children having like really long, excuse me, um, celebrity experiences like that. Cause it just fucks them up. Like Hollywood 100%. is there to make money off of them, not to provide anything for them. Absolutely. And it's, it's just gross and disgusting. So better for like a kid to get famous for like a couple minutes and then just fucking go about their lives like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, being being famous as a kid sounds, you know, it, it seems pretty provably miserable. I mean, yeah, like, especially, like, you know, I used to think it was more of an innocuous kind of thing, but, like, you know, the Disney stars that they that they put through the ringer nowadays, mm-hmm. like, man, those kids are, like, young-ass kids. Like, they're actually the age of the people, they're, the characters that they're playing, you know right. what I mean? Like, how do you not end up completely fucked up like that? Like people, people dunked on Miley Cyrus for like a decade, but like Jesus, she, she seems fairly functional. Good, good on her. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, there's also like the, the fucking Olsen twins, right? Where it's like, just like fucking out of the womb, they're fucking famous. (laughs) Yeah. And like, there's so much, like there is a incalculable amount of like Olsen twins fucking just, memorabilia merchandise all that shit that's fucking out there uh-huh. and it's like that's gotta fuck with you you know like people will see pictures of them now that they're like um i don't know how old they are but i think like, they're like as they're older people our age i think they're like in early 30s probably yeah and when you see when you see photos of them they seem really weird and it's like well yeah no fucking shit dude like they had the worst fucking childhood imaginable like they yeah. were just like famous from the get-go yeah, like, you know, I feel like a, a really common, like, um, uh, like shared experience beyond uh, b- between a lot of, like, American people, I, I guess, is, like, you know, loving junk food as a kid. It's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. every once in a while, my dad would buy a box of Pop-Tarts because my mom was, you know, too busy to cook breakfast or whatever. And, mm-hmm. like, man, that was the best fucking time. Like you don't get that as an Olsen twin. You know what I mean? Like right. from age four, your mom's like, no, you got to look good for the fucking camera. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, we're shooting another season of full house next month or some shit. Like that's got to suck. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's a weird thing to like, I, I feel weird about being sympathetic for it because it's like, well, you know, they're millionaires, like fuck millionaires <laughs> and all that shit. But it's like, sure. It's honestly like what else other life do they know? Like, you you know, you can't be... I can't, I'm not that mad at, like, fucking child celebrities who are, like, doing okay. It's like, you just kind of got thrust into this fucking situation. Like, you've never had a chance to choose something for yourself until yeah. like now, maybe. But it's totally. you have all this fucking baggage. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I guess we're, we're not quite educated enough to speak on uh, <laughs> anything revolving around child celebrities. But, uh... Frankie Muniz, I hope you're doing all right out there. Yeah, man, absolutely. You know, I I got anybody who's a child fucking celebrity is like, I I hope the the system fucking hasn't chewed you up and compl- like uh, completely destroyed you. Like, dude, uh, made big fat liar, dude. Big, you remember big fat liar? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> my my girlfriend talks about it like all the time. It's like one of no her favorite fucking movies. Way, really? Yeah. No way. Absolutely. That's one Absolutely. of my favorite movies. <laughs> Give her a high five for me, all right? That's important. We uh, we actually we went on a stint for a little bit, and we were watching as many. We were watching a ton of DComs, uh, Disney Channel original movies for the land. Oh. 
Um, yes. So we were watching a bunch of bunch of those, and uh, we got to one. I think it was called like Miracle in Lane Two, and it was like Frankie Muniz in a wheelchair, and he's like wants to be a. Uh, I can't remember the term, but basically like downhill driver. Um, you know, like kid, he wants to do sports, you know, but okay. he's in a wheelchair. Okay. It's tough. And we were like, ah, oh, how good is this movie going to be? And we got, we started to get through it and we were like, actually, this is like a pretty good movie and he's fucking carrying it. Like, hell yeah. Way to go. Fucking Frankie Muniz. I, uh, I saw a movie with Frankie Muniz in it. I can't remember the name of it, but, um, it's about a group of people who start playing a game and it does like a Jumanji thing where like the games that have the things that happen in the game happen in real life. Um, mm. And it's like a survival horror game, so like people are dying and stuff. And Frankie Muniz is like the the gamer slash hacker character who also doesn't swear as like a plot point. And then at one point towards the end, he's <laughs> classic like, Let's... gamer attitude. <laughs> yeah, class gamers. If nothing else, gamers are polite and respectful. That is the one thing gamers are known for. Well, remember when PewDiePie had his heated gamer <laughs> moment and he was like, friends. And he called somebody a neighbor. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Like, it was <laughs> neighbor, that was it. <laughs> neighbor. This guy is such a freaking neighbor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but Frankie Muniz, towards the end of the movie, says something along the lines of, like, let's show these punk-ass bitch motherfuckers who's the boss or something. Or, like, who's the real gamers or something. And I was so taken aback. Like, as someone who loved Malcolm Whoa. in the Middle and as someone who's loved, like, Big Fat Liar, I was like, Franklin, you cannot <laughs> say that. You can't say those words. I don't know if his name's Franklin or Francis or something, but. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's, a good, that's a good question. That is, that is a good question. Don't look it up, anybody. Just, you know, submit God your own it. answers below. <laughs> I, I just learned the answer, and I was wrong well, both times. Well, don't say it, it, all right? Listen, nah, 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 listen nah, we need engagement. We need comments <laughs> on our YouTube channel. You better comment below. Do not look it up. We need engagement. <laughs> Guys, if you know Frankie Muniz's first name all the way through, look at... <laughs> Drop a drop a like and a subscribe and a comment in oh. the in the comment section. Hit See, the bell as well. Bakri, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> turn on your email notifications. Turn on your SMS notifications. Uh, pay a guy to show up and knock on your door whenever we upload an episode. Yeah, yeah. I, Whatever absolutely. we tweet, really. Yeah, listen, we're we're actually getting really close. We're setting up. Uh, we're gonna have our vital signs on uh, the internet soon. You'll be you'll be able to get like minute updates on like what's going on. And when we get excited, that's when you know a podcast is happening. Exactly, exactly. Or I'm just playing Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> hey, yeah, you almost missed an episode. Not talking I, about Sonic. Okay, listen. All right, we gotta we gotta get serious for a minute here. Yeah, no, this is all actually right. we gotta bring it down. We had a lot of fun here, but... So, so it's important. Uh, I have to acknowledge this, I have to name it, and I have to own it. Um, in episode three of Battle School Dropouts, which I think aired in, um, in August, I think, um, I went an entire episode without mentioning Sonic the Hedgehog, and um, I have nobody to blame but myself. Uh, hey, you know, no, it, it's... Listen, it's, it's not just you, you know? This is... Sonic is an institution of this show. I didn't think to, excuse me, I didn't think to bring it up either. And um, I mean, honestly, I just, I just want to speak honestly with the fans right now. We're sorry. 
yeah, exactly. Listen, I don't need anybody defending me. You know, like all these all these flame wars on Twitter over mm-hmm. me not mm-hmm. mentioning Sonic. D- that's that's okay. You know, I I fucked up, and here I am. I need to own it. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention Sonic the Hedgehog for a whole episode, and I am truly, honestly sorry. I have uh, I've started a a new um, I don't. I've started a new program where I talk about Sonic. I have a really strong support network group. Yeah. Fucking. And it's never going to happen again. And you know what? I understand if people have lost their trust and faith in me, but I want to prove my dedication to Sonic, not through my words, but through my actions. Mm -hmm. So Stu, I've been playing Sonic mania again recently. And is it good? It's fucking phenomenal. Correct answer. It is the perfect game. (laughs) <laughs> you, have you did you unlock and knuckles mode have you played did, sonic mania there's an and knuckles mode. no i so uh despite despite this whole thing that we just went through i don't actually play a lot of sonic games i'm stopping <laughs> this recording right now what the <laughs> fuck? yeah you picked the wrong fucking <laughs> podcast co-host <laughs> i i love sonic I, but i'm i'm more of the the nightmare sonic fan than the um the genuine Sonic fan. Oh, Sonic Unleashed. I getcha. I getcha. Yeah, I like to listen, come out Sonic of the 06 night is my favorite A little bit of a werehog. Yeah. <laughs> a little yeah. bit of... Actually, the, that game is on PlayStation Now or whatever, and I've been super tempted to play it. Fuck off. Is Unleashed on PlayStation Now? Are you serious? I'm pretty sure, yeah. No fucking way. I'm signing up for that tonight. <laughs> I've, been to, I've been wanting to play that game. Look again. it up before you do it. I, I haven't checked it in like a month. No, I'm not so. going to look it up. And if I'm <laughs> if if you're wrong, you owe me nine ninety nine or whatever the fucking fuck. subscription fee is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been playing Sonic Mania recently. It's a great time. It's just an amalgam of everything people loved from the Sega Genesis Sonic games. Um, there's an you can choose and knuckles mode where instead of tails following you around, regardless of who you're playing, it's knuckles. So you can have knuckles followed Oop, by knuckles. Hold on. My mic might be having an issue. Ah shit. What yes, is knuckles uh, only mode? It's okay. So it's and knuckles mode. Um, okay. As you might recall, on the on the <laughs> on the Sega Genesis, they wanted to make Sonic three really long, but they, it ended up being a little too diff- or too long. So they split it into two games. There was Sonic three, and then there was Sonic and Knuckles. But Sonic and Knuckles, the cartridge was actually made such that you could plug another cartridge into the cartridge itself. It had like the top would open up, and you could plug another one into the top of it. Right? So Lockery, you- we all know this. This is such common gaming knowledge. We all Listen, obviously. I'm just, I'm I'm just I'm doing oh it for the God, folks at home. I know you know that. I know you know that, but like some folks at home might not have the privilege that you and I have. <laughs> so I'm just making sure. So if you plugged Sonic 3 into <laughs> Sonic and Knuckles, it became Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Oh. Um, and so they have and Knuckles mode where Knuckles actually follows you around regardless of uh, the character that you're playing as. So you could be Sonic and Knuckles, you can be Tails, uh, Tails and Knuckles, or you could be Knuckles and Knuckles. Whoa. And there you go. You got two Knuckleses. Extra Knuckles. Does he do anything when he follows you? Uh, n- not really. <laughs> um, he, oh, no. He's there. He, he said, <laughs> oh, no, indeed. Oh, no, indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, he'll, if he jumps on something, it does damage. It's just there's no way you can tell him to jump on something. So, like, mm. you know, every once in a while he, like, does something. But, like, it's more just the emotional support aspect of having your boy Knuckles. It's your main man Knuckles. 
mm-hmm. and we're at Pumpkin Hill. Oh, no, wait, that's a Fighting Freak Knuckles. Fuck! Um, but anyway. Oh my god! God damn it. You know me, it's the Fighting Freak Knuckles. We're at Pumpkin Hill. Get ready. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great game. Everybody should play it. Sonic Mania, 10 out of 10 every single year. Yeah, it, it's funny that they released like Sonic Mania and everybody was like, this game's sick. Like, this is so good. Like, this is exactly what we want. And they're like, what's that? Sonic Forces? You want Sonic oh, Forces? It was like two months you apart, want- too. <laughs> We got yeah. like a month and a half where Sonic was good, and then that happened. Yeah, yeah, you didn't even get to sit with it. I, I think that's a thing with like uh, Sega or what, whatever, whoever works on Sonic is like. They're I heard Sonic part team. of the problem with Sonic 06 was that it was kind of like three different games sort of mashed together because yeah. like they would start the game, they would work on it, and then it would get canceled. And then they would pick back up, and then it would get canceled, and then it pick back up, and then they were like, "Okay, you got to put something out." So, and there you go. It's you got to put something out, and it's Sonic 06, and you got to wait uh, like a fucking minute and a half for every loading screen. Uh, but sometimes you <laughs> I, could play I, as I, Tails, and you could throw coins. I mean, rings. Fuck, Jesus! Uh, you could oh throw rings at God. people. I'm sorry. Who am I, I'm sorry. Who am I listen, with? listen, everybody. I I have an apology to make. Uh, so about. <laughs> 20 seconds ago in this podcast I referred to rings as coins and I just want you to know I don't need anybody's sympathy <laughs> I'm just getting Sonic cancelled every 10 minutes side, side note I I would love to do like um, uh, a Twitch stream or something with the two of us and just try it would take a while obviously but try to beat Sonic 06 on stream like get oh, an sure. Xbox 360 put it in there have the loading screens take forever and just you know when when the fans start calling out for it we'll we'll play sonic 06 together sonic 06 i think on the on the 360 is pretty expensive i think it's around 90 100 bucks but is i it? think it'd be worth it well i figure that's, by that's the time what i heard pe- anyway by the time people want us to do that uh we'll have that patreon money so i think we'll be okay i think so yeah that, that patreon check's coming in any day now i think so okay this is weird um so i i just googled like xbox 360 sonic the hedgehog um and i found one title for like 14 bucks which okay that's that's pretty good for sonic 06 and then the next copy is uh 185 dollars wow so i don't know what the price of the game is (laughs) i just uh i just googled it myself and i'm i'm seeing uh it says brand new lowest price on ebay is forty three ninety nine? Okay, I, and actually, I, I take it back. the The one that's one hundred and eighty five is the Japanese import. Ah. I, I want to suffer, but I'd also <laughs> like to understand what's going on. So I vote we go with English. I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. So uh, those good beers that we mentioned at the start of the podcast. Uh, they were they were pretty good and they hit us pretty hard and so we are coming at you a couple weeks after we recorded. Yeah, we're in the future now. Uh, I don't I can't speak for you, Stu, because I remember very little. But I got like the lighthouse level drunk uh, during the first half of recording. So uh, trust me, like what I do remember, you guys would not enjoy the uh, the discourse that we bring forward on Space Brothers. So we're doing it again. 
Yeah, yeah. I we're basically we're re-recording this part, just lifting, you know, lifting the veil or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, just showing, uh, letting you guys know. So we're re-recording this part to talk about the show. Uh, we might upload our drunken ramblings about the show uh, at a later date, uh, just because I think I think it was a it was a good talk. We got into some really good stuff. But we also talked for an hour and a half and got real drunk by the end of it. So I, I figured let's do a little bit more of a condensed talk. Here. Yeah, yeah, that's wise. Uh, so Space Brothers. So Space Brothers, uh, you want to break down what Space Brothers is for the yeah. people at home? Yeah, let's do it. So there's uh, there's these two brothers, Hibito and Muta, uh, last name Nanba. Uh, and they, when they were very young, they both decide that they want to be astronauts. Uh, flash forward, I think Hibito, the older brother, is... Um, no, wait. No, Muta's, Muta's the older brother. Muta's the older brother. Uh, Muta's the, old, Muta's the old, older brother. Hibito is the younger brother. Yes. Okay. So Muta is three years older than Hibito. Uh, flash forward, uh, Muta's like 31 or, so, or something like that. And um, mm-hmm. he has become a, he works at a, at a car dealership. He, he designs cars. Certainly not a failure by any means, but it wasn't his goal. Uh, Hibito, on the other hand, has become not only an astronaut, but like a celebrity astronaut. He's on TV and he's like, Everybody loves him, and he's just, you know, super great. He's working at NASA, and it's fucking nuts. He, like, really made it. And one day, uh, Muta gets a message from Hibito saying, like, you should still be an astro- become an astronaut. And then it turns out that his parents have uh, basically sneakily, uh, ha- like, applied in his name to JAXA, the Japanese Aerospace Exploration Agency, uh, on his behalf. And now he has an interview, and it's go time. So time to, time to get himself yep. back on track. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's basically like the that's the the first episode in a nutshell, and like the 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 premise of the show. It's like, yeah, he's trying to become an astronaut. He's trying to do the thing that he and his brother promised that they'd do, however long ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, g- general thoughts. What did you think of Space Brothers? The first uh, six episodes of Space Brothers, I should say. As a as a whole, um, Space Brothers was enjoyable. Space Brothers is like if I had less things that I enjoyed doing, like that sounds fucked up to say it like that, but like I, I got a lot of games I like to play. I got a lot of other shows and movies I like to watch. I got a girlfriend. I got a job. I got all these other things that are vying for my attention. And I just can't really find the space to be like, Oh yeah, let's sit down and watch a few episodes of space brothers. Like it's perfectly fine, but that's, yeah. that's about where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a similar boat. It's like, it's, uh, it's hard for me to say exactly like, what I didn't like about it because it is a well-made show and it's actually a really nice show because it's a show that really like is targeting us. Like, you know, we're, we're both late twenties, early thirties, mm-hmm. uh, people, you know, we're, we're kind of figuring out what we want to do with our life, you know? Uh, so here's this show that's really targeting us. So it's like, by all means, I should be really into this. And it just, never got its hooks in on me where yeah. I was like, oh, I gotta watch more. I gotta know what's gonna happen to Muta. It's like, we finished the six episodes and I was like, eh, I'm good. Yeah, I thought this was gonna be a, maybe maybe it was partially, at least on my part, like a mentality kind of thing. I thought this was gonna be much more of like a, um, like a real heartwarming like but more serious kind of dramatic story and I thought it was gonna be like 12 maybe 24 episodes turns out it's 99 um and it's kind of goofy right. like Muta is a really goofy character and just the whole the the setting and like the atmosphere of all the characters and stuff like that is kind of lighthearted. uh it's a very it's a very chill like you know 
if you weren't even that into anime, but like you wanted something chill to watch after you got home from work, this is probably right up your fucking alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's and I, I guess we'll 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 get into it as we get into the episodes. But yeah. yeah, there's never like super heavy stakes. Like this is not a uh, like a Breaking Bad or something where you're like, oh, no. oh my god, like what's gonna happen to them? It's all, it, it's a pretty chill easygoing show yeah totally it's 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 a little quirky like uh in the first episode muta gets fired from his job because uh his boss says something uh unkind about his younger brother hibito and he remembering zinedine zidane the french soccer player who uh, headbutted <laughs> somebody or headbutted like referee or somebody i don't know he he yells uh, yeah, zidane. one of the players yeah one of the players he yells zidane and headbutts his boss and gets fired for that like it's it's real <laughs> silly at times Right, yeah, like of all the moves to do, he goes for the headbutt to the the chest. <laughs> yeah, which it's a uh, power which, move. I respect it. Yeah, I mean, uh, in both the anime and when Zidane did it, it was like, yeah, you just took somebody down. Oh, like, yeah. Your head is a hard object, and, you know, if anything's going to damage a sternum, that makes sense. Yeah, like, <laughs> I remember being in sophomore year or whatever when that happened and being like, oh, shit, like, that's that's a dick move of that dude, but also kind of sick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I heard it on the radio in a car, and I was like trying to piece together like he did what? <laughs> he, what? No, it's not something you can really put together until you've seen it, right? Uh, so first episode is you kind of went over it in the beginning. It's like yeah, it's he had it's they decide they want to be astronauts when they're a kid because they see a UFO. I yeah, think. that's right, that's right. Yeah, so and so Muta like very early on is like. Older brothers got got a lead. So when the younger brother's like, I'm going to go to the moon, he's like, I'm going to go to Mars. Mm-hmm. Cut to he is working as like a engineer, I guess, uh, basically designing cars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know and, what the uh, technical profession <laughs> title for that is. Sorry if any of our listeners design cars for a living. I don't know what, what right. your name is. Oh, you know, I, I, my dad has done that stuff for a while too and i can't fucking name what it is. <laughs> that makes me feel a little better uh, yeah so if anybody should be embarrassed it's me <laughs> but uh yeah i i liked this this first episode pretty well it, it's like you set up the characters pretty well you set up the the goal and who muta is where he's just like what's his drive what's his ambition because he, he gets fired and then moves back in with his parents and his parents are like, they're getting sick of him. Like an undisclosed amount of time passes and they're just like, you need to get a job. Basically. Mm-hmm. I, and I so feel it's like, like, okay, it's about him finding himself again. Yeah. My memory says a month, but my, I don't trust my memory at all on this. So who knows how long it was, but yeah, it's, it's a real, <laughs> it's kind of a, it's kind of a, you know, quarter life redemption, redemption saga. I guess not quarter life. That would put him at like 120 when he dies. But, um, you know, a lot of people turn 30 and they think they're just like stuck. It's like, this is what you're going to do forever. And this show says, that's not the case. You can, you can do whatever you want still. Right. Yeah. You can headbutt your manager and uh, go be an astronaut. And the you know sky's what? the limit. You maybe, know? maybe the world would be a better place if more people headbutted their managers. Who knows? Who knows? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> managers should live in fear of their employees. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the way things should be. <laughs> it ain't safe. You got to watch yourself. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, I like this first episode and I rolled right into the, the second one pretty quickly, mm-hmm. which is like, um, he's unsure about whether he should take the astronaut exam or not. 
And uh, he ends up like meeting with an old friend and you see from like an early age, he's like, I want to do the difficult thing. And so it's it's interesting finding him like not wanting to do the difficult thing. At an early age, he learns the, I think it's the trumpet because it's the more difficult instrument to uh-huh. learn. Yeah, Muta, or so, um, uh, Hibito is learning the, the the piano? I think it was the piano. Yeah, it was piano or guitar. I can't remember. I think I think it was their their gar- care, aunt, caretaker, guardian aunt. person. It was their aunt? Okay. Uh, she. I think or, uh, she played the guitar. <laughs> I think the translation is aunt. I'm seeing on the Wikipedia, it's visits an old astronomy friend. I was looking at that, too. I was like, am I, think, is, am I just thinking of the wrong character? I thought I, that was his I, aunt. I think they call her aunt in like a way that like I I have uh, I had like a an uncle Steve growing up who wasn't actually related to me. He was just a you know a friend of the family. Oh yeah yeah I had an uncle Dan yeah I gotcha. So I assume I assume it's something like that. I could that, be wrong. That makes a lot of sense. We'll just go with that. But yeah, this is like the, this is where like the show really starts to hit its stride with the episodes where it's like okay there's a slight conflict and it's but it's not too intense. And we're going to deal with it for the entire episode. So this one's like him being unsure if he's going to take the exam. Um, Spoiler alert, he ends up taking the exam. Yeah, I guess that would be pretty lame (laughs) if he just decides like, you know what? Nah, I'm over being an astronaut. I'm not into that idea anymore. And he just (laughs) gets a job at a different car car dealership or something. That'd be kind (laughs) of lame. I I love the idea of it being like, you know what? He turns to the camera, he just looks at us and is just like, I won't be a space brother. <laughs> Show over. The two episodes, that's it. it. After that, like, it runs the theme song again. It's just Hibito, and it just says, it, it's space brothers, but the S at the end of brothers is just, like, X'd out. And it's just Hibito being <laughs> a lone space brother out there going to the moon and shit. <laughs> oh, I like that. For See, 97 more episodes. We would have gotten through that real quick. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, but I guess there's a good chance to, to go into like the side stuff about this episode. Um, I love the opening theme song to this show. Like, oh, it's it great. Is, I, I ended up looking up the band and listening to their music and it's all like kind of dad rock stuff, but it's still pretty good, honestly. So uh, yeah, I fell in love. The band is called Unicorn. Uh, no S, I believe. So Unicorn. That's a... Yeah. That feels like one of those names that, like, how did you get that name if you're not, like, from the 50s or something like that? You know what I mean? Well, so they are from, like, uh, if you look them up, they're, they're like, weirdly hard to find, but they were a band in, like, the 80s, like, late 80s, something like that. And then I think they took a break for a while, and then they came back. Um, And they were a bit more, like, new wavy early on, but then when they came back, they sound more similar to the... Uh, the opening theme song called Feel So Moon. That's so. a great name. I love Feel So Moon. It's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're 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 a solid band. I really I love the opening. Um and then the animation's also super good on this show too. Yeah, it's um it's not it doesn't really set out to be like a real jaw dropper, like a like a PA works kind of thing or a Miyazaki movie or whatever. But like what it does, mm. it does very well. It's a very it's very comfy. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't have big action scenes, but it also like there must there must have been like enough of a budget or enough of an effort or something. Like I never there was never a part where I was watching any episode. And I was like, that looks weird. Why did they do that there? 
Oh you yeah, know, like even in good, in, even in anime that's like really well animated and crazy good. Every once in a while, it's like they cut to a scene of a car and it's like a weird three D render. It's like, oh wait, why why is that there? Like that doesn't really happen too much in this show, or yeah. that I could remember. I think there's a couple like CG cars and stuff. That seems to be the 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 way to do it nowadays because like you know things with a lot of moving parts are things that are just like really complicated it's easier to just like make a 3d model and then like move it around as opposed to having to keep drawing the car at different angles right Right. so there's a few of those but they they (laughs) they hide it well enough that you know it never really like makes you think about it 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 keeps the immersion the whole time which i appreciate well and that's and that's the thing about that I've, i've found about like knowing artists and illustrators is like you have people who can draw cars and you have people who can draw things that aren't cars <laughs> and they don't really cross over too much and like you tell like you can have a great illustrator who can just draw people all day and you're like draw this car and it just like it looks like i did it and i i have very little illustration skill <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, like, obviously you're going to be a lot better at whatever you decide to spend a lot of your time drawing. And I feel like the people who are interested in drawing people aren't that interested in drawing machines, and probably vice versa, if I had to imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's... Going going back to my, my dad there, like I said, he's, you know, he worked on... Um, he's done some car designs and stuff like that. And, yeah, when he was a kid, that's what he drew, was just cars. Yeah. I, I can't really remember him ever drawing like a portrait or anything like that. So. <laughs> you should draw portraits of people as cars. Ooh, he should just draw cars. Yeah. The movie from Pixar cars. There you go. But like set up yeah. at like outside Disneyland or so, or maybe inside Disneyland if he can get away with it. And like, <laughs> you know, draw your caricature and he'll sit down and he'll draw them Ooh. as like a, as like a little, a little, um, VW bug. That's oh you, yeah yeah you got to figure it out man yeah I, absolutely that's Look me up with your dad at. we got a real business venture going on here <laughs> oh that's good give me his business card we'll make this happen <laughs> uh but yeah i don't know do you have any uh, is there anything outside of like the the plot we'll, we'll get back to the episode three in a second but outside of the plot is there anything that really stuck out to you about the show uh I like I like a lot of the backing tracks, just like the the music that's playing like while mm. stuff is happening. It's it's pretty um it's pretty like it's not really trying to make itself itself the star of the show, but what it does, it does really nice. Um and I, I think that kind of plays in really well too with the sort of like musical uh, aspect that they have with like Muta playing the the trumpet and Hibito playing the guitar or piano. Um and they they make good good use of that too. Like in a lot of Muta's scenes where he's like thinking something or like about to do something big or so whatever like you hear like a song that highlights the trumpet in it like the, it's the trumpet mm-hmm. is sort of his instrument in the show and i think that's really neat yeah yeah especially in this episode they they really use the trumpet to i i don't like they don't really beat your head over it uh, he- what am I trying to say? <laughs> Beat you over the head with it. There mm-hmm. we go. Uh, but there is like a kind of like a trumpet. Mid, 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 oh my God. Can I do words? <laughs> they don't beat you over the head with it, but there is this trumpet motif that happens throughout this episode and kind of future episodes. That's like, it's a good touch. You know, yeah. it, it takes this show from being like, uh, just like a plain story to like actually using the, the, the medium of storytelling. Totally. Totally. There's there's a yeah. lot of thought like and a lot of care that went into this show and probably the the source material as well that I very much appreciate. Oh, also episode two introduces Kenji and Kenji's cool. I like that guy. It introduces Kenji and uh, Serika. I uh, think I said her name right. Yeah, she it introduces her, but I think they she and Muta don't meet until the next episode. I think. 
Yeah, yeah. But in this episode, he sees her and, like, immediately has a crush on her. Yeah. Um, she's the first female character who's not a relative. So that's, on the one hand, it's a little weird, but I don't know. I've I've been there, I, but maybe I'm not a good person. I don't know. I, I guess, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cast any stones uh, at Muta for that one. You know, mm-hmm. she seems, and she's real good at like everything she does, seemingly. So you know, that's a, that's an attractive quality, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, well, let's see. So in the next episode, they do. So in episode three, uh, they begin the medical exams, and I think this is where. I think this is the episode where. Uh, you actually like see her do all the things and she's just way better than everyone at like everything. Yeah. Like she's on the treadmill and she's like outrunning everybody. There's the the breath thing where you have to like breathe in a tube, it goes through water and you have to keep a ball afloat. Yeah. And that that's where Amuta's like, I played the trumpet, I could do this. And like <laughs> she's competing with him like, no! <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, he gets distracted and lets up and loses because he was so, but he could have kept going. Like, that kind of bummed me out a little bit. I was like, this is his time to shine. My boy's going to do it. And then and then he gets he gets distracted by, by Serica and comes in second place. But, <laughs> you know, better than, you know, his results and all the other stuff. So good job to him still. But yeah, I, I like episode three because it, it's, it's, it has, like, fun. There's, like, uh, you got some boner jokes. You got some rose censorship <laughs> as they have to do, like, the, uh, I don't know what you call it, but where a doctor, like, checks out your butt. Uh, like a prostate exam? Yeah, yeah, they're doing something like that. So yeah, uh, you know, there's there's some some tongue in cheek uh, ways that they 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 play through that. So mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, totally. Uh, there was also there was also that stuff with um, like so Serica walks in to like a room where Muta is at, and uh, he's he's standing up in front of a spacesuit so that it looks kind of like his, like, he sees his reflection in the, the visor, and it looks a little bit like his he's in the suit to him, mm. and mm-hmm. she sees that, and, like, it's, a, it's an embarrassing thing, but it's endearing to her because her dad used to do the same thing, and uh, that was a really, like, charming, like, way to kind of set this tone that the show is really going for, is, like, you know, that... Just as you're, just because you're getting older doesn't mean you have to get rid of that, like you know, your imagination and your curiosity and like ambitions and stuff like that. Um, it's a very, it, it is a, an extremely feel good show, which which is nice. Yeah, yeah, because it it is about like kind of going back to your your childhood dreams and making them happen. Yeah, you know, and that's that is kind of the the nice thing about this show is. Uh, just kind of telling the story of like, yeah, like you don't have to give up on whatever you were doing. Like you don't have to just settle. Like if you really push yourself, maybe you can pull off something great. Yeah, totally. And you can believe in yourself. Oh, so episode four is the, they have to take an interview. (laughs) I like this episode because it's like, there's a, there's a hard question that they ask at the end (laughs) and they ask it in English. And that is like the, uh, the weak point of Muta throughout all of these exams is like he knows enough English to kind of get by and like do a couple things, but he can't like fluently speak it. And yeah. So he, he, the final question in the interview is he has to answer a question in English. And uh, I believe his answer is really stupid. Yeah. He gets, he gets asked, uh, the guy asks him something to the extent of like, have you learned something new about yourself? And uh, mm-hmm. Muta says something about his, it's something about his hair and how when he washes it in the shower, it makes a lot more bubbles than he thought it did. 
because he just didn't know how else to answer that question. And it's like uh, Kenji or uh, Serika or somebody like points out that it was it was meant to see if uh, if he was somebody who was like, you know, really self analytical and, and, you know, um, who cared about like learning and growing like continually. And he just gives this like awful answer. And he's like, oh, yeah, I probably just bombed completely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's that's my favorite part um, about like that whole sequence is like uh, I had to do a portfolio review to get into the design program at school. Yeah. And every little mistake I made, I was like, I'm not getting in. (laughs) Oh, like you'd hear about what other people did. And it's like, you did that. Oh, I didn't even think it. Oh, I'm not getting in. Like there's so many times that like when things like this come up that we just beat ourselves up uh-huh. that it's just like, yeah, there's no way I'm doing this. Oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm the worst person. And it turns out, no, you did fine. Like stop, stop kicking yourself so hard. Yeah. And that's a, that's a continual theme of the show. I think is that Muta's is always kind of counting himself out before he's really like given it his all or even like after he has, he's just like, you know, oh, I, I didn't make it or whatever. Um, so there's a very there's a very like believe in yourself undertone at least to these first six episodes. I, God, I don't know where it goes in the other ninety three, but uh, that's that's what I'm picking I, I, up from it. Like side note, how are there ninety something episodes of this show? I don't like, know. Like it's not like by episode six, it's not a like it's moving at like a super fast speed. How much astronaut training do they do? Like, are we talking about like fifty episodes of Muta training to be an astronaut? I think I think here's. I think honestly, if I had to guess, I don't think he I don't think he gets in this time. Like Serica probably gets in or somebody and he like has to try again, but the experience that he just had has taught him to like believe in himself a little more and uh I think he's going to he's going to reapply and do way better and then and then he gets in. Cuz cuz like there's no way he gets in in the first 10 episodes and then we spend like what uh, 50, yeah, fifty episodes like learning to be an astronaut, and then the next, the other forty being like, well, I guess they go to the moon, and then what? Do they go to Mars? They go to the next? Oh God, what's the planet after Mars? Ju- Jupiter? Jupiter? It's Jupiter. Oh, it's Jupiter. I thought it was Saturn. No, it's wait. Is it Jupiter? No, it's it's Jupiter. I'm not gonna look it up. I'm not gonna. Okay, no. Well, that's. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking it up. Okay, God so damn it. You know, I'm I'm gonna disagree not about uh, where our planets are because I don't actually know, but um, I feel so stupid right now. It's Jupiter. It? I was right. Yes. Oh fucking son Eat of a shit. bitch! Eat shit! I was right. Yes. You don't know planets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disqualified from talking about space brothers. You're not a space brother uh, anymore. This podcast <laughs> is now called Battle Battle School Space School Dropout without the S. <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? Uh, I gotta try to remember on this one. So I think he gets in because uh, I guess to kind of get into like episode five and six uh, a little bit, um, I guess more six. Um, so it's basically it's a toss-up between Muta and another guy. You see behind the scenes where uh, the people who are deciding who's going to get into the astronaut training program are uh, deciding who's going to get in. So they pick Kenji, uh, his friend. They pick Serika, I believe. Of course. Uh, and then it's it's between Muta and another guy. And one of the people at the table is like, we can't have Muta. He fucking headbutt his manager <laughs> at his last job. Like, we can't have somebody like that. Yeah. And most of the episode is you seeing 
somebody from like their childhood who works for JAXA, who uh, is like going to bat and like figuring out why did he headbutt him, all these things. And he, you know, he's like interviewing people. He's doing all this stuff to basically, while, while at the end of episode six, it's not decided that like, yes, Muta got picked. Yeah. So many things are, um, in that whole episode is about someone else defending Muta against that board. Uh-huh. So I gotta be like, he's gotta get in now. Like that's, that's gotta be the whole reason we went through that, right? That's a good point. I, I guess we should uh, rewind because I, I forgot to mention something in, that happens in part two. Uh, when Muta goes down for his or goes in for his initial interview, uh, he sits down in his chair and he realizes that there's a screw loose uh, underneath. Uh, where he's mm. sitting and he's fidgeting with it the entire time which which like hurts his posture he's kind of leaning over to one side and afterwards he's being really self-conscious about it like oh man i shouldn't have been fucking around with that whole thing i just couldn't leave it alone and it turns out that same guy had loosened that screw on purpose because he wanted to, to like test their observational skills and i if i yeah. remember correctly it was only muta kenji and serika who uh noticed and did something about it like kenji like noticed and then ignored it uh, Serika like pointed it out or something, and then Muta instead just like fucks with it the whole time, which I think to the to the <laughs> guy like illustrates his like his his uh, his determination, I guess something like that. It's a very anime move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because it, it's because it's so the same guy who's defending. Just for clarification, the same guy who's defending Muta in episode six is the guy who put a screw loose in the chair. Yeah. And yeah, that's a total fuck. I mean, I, I've never interviewed anyone for a job, but it seems weird that you'd be like, "All right, we're going to interview all these people. I'm going to do this one obscure thing and see who notices." Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. That's like that's a real real giga brain move for a uh, for a job inspector <laughs> or a job inspector job in interview giver Stop, inspector. i don't know where the fuck i'm coming up with these terms today but <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come inspect your job and if you don't if you don't notice that screw you're out <laughs> you're out you don't get the you don't get the space job yeah buddy. you got the red card just like <laughs> zinedine zidane brought it full circle um he did it no yeah. it's good <laughs> uh but so in episode five uh he we we go and we finally meet this is like so we're five episodes in and we finally meet uh hibito for the first time uh because there is some sort of program that nasa has apparently where it's like hey you got family just bring them in we'll take care of them yeah take them uh, to houston so yeah so his so uh muta calls his brother and it's just like hey come come live with me for a while yeah like, houston you want to check I out the space brother. stuff right <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That. He gets the he gets the invite, <laughs> and he's just like, "Well, fuck it, I got nothing else going on." Oh, at the end of episode four, they they all go out drinking to celebrate the end of the the exams or whatever. And mm-hmm. Muta, at, uh, in episode two, he accidentally flushes his phone down the toilet because he's you know a lovable <laughs> klutz. And uh, Serika writes down everybody's email addresses uh, and and gives them to Hibito on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And Kenji. That- Gives Kenji writes down everybody's phone numbers and email Kenji addresses. Does? Oh, yeah, and gives it to him. I'm pretty and sure. Gives it yeah. to, and I said Hibito as well. I meant Muta. So Kenji gives them to Muta. And that whole time, I was so stressed out. Like, please God, like, 
put that in your wallet, do something to make sure you don't lose it. Cause that's going to make me so sad if you like drop it in a sewer grate or something and just like lose all your friends. Cause you're right. your lovable klutz trope. Yeah. Well, especially when you've got that, that crush on uh Serica, right? Like, yeah. like that's like thinking about the times where I've had, like, you know, had a crush on somebody like all of those little things are so important. Totally. You know, like, I can't lose this. I've got to figure out, you know, otherwise I'll never be able to contact that person again. Uh, <laughs> and not having a phone is like such a huge one. But yeah, yeah. he flushes his, I forgot about this. Um, he flushes his toilet or he flushes his phone down the toilet, which I, I didn't even know you could do, but damn. I don't think you can do that. Honestly, I feel <laughs> I'm like, I'm no plumber or anything, but I'm, I'm, damn near positive if you tried to flush a phone down it probably doesn't work anymore sure but like it's not gonna go down the drain and stay and it's gonna just like sink into the little toilet hole a little bit and then pop back out like what are you doing take me out of here though i wouldn't say that because it's dead (laughs) now it's like super dead but still (laughs) yes siri just comes back up like what have you done to me Uh, but yeah, episode five introduces the most important character also, um, which is, uh, Apo, the pug. That is such a, I don't, listen, I'm not one of those like people who tries to make loving dogs into like a personality trait, but that dog is so goddamn cute. It's, it's like, I was waiting for the introduction because you see Apo in all of the, uh, like the opening credits, yeah. so it's like, when's this dog gonna show up? Like, yeah. when do, there's 90 episodes. Are we gonna get to see this dog in the first six? Yes, and they they him. followed through. They delivered. Apo is here. He has arrived. <laughs> he's, he's everything we thought he would be. Yeah, no, he's cute, and it's 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 nice. I always. I, I like the the non-talking cute animal characters in shows like this. Just like those those cutaways um, always kind of help. I feel like in these shows. Yeah. So like when when uh, Muta is on his own and he's just like hanging out with the dog while uh, Hibito's at work or something. It's like let's see more dog. Let's just let's see, let's read the room. What's yeah. the dog feeling? Give me more dog. Let's see what's going on with him. <laughs> Does the dog get into get into? JAXA or NASA or whatever, does he get to be an astronaut? Are they not going to take this dog to space? Are they going to leave that dog all alone? That dog's got to go in space, and it's got to get a tiny dog spacesuit. He sure does. He, <laughs> God damn it, if he doesn't get that, then I'm going to... What, this came out in, like, 2012? I'm not going to do anything about it, uh, but I'll be very upset. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write... Uh, Chuya Koyama, the the uh, art, the author of the manga. I'm gonna write him or her or them a very strongly worded email about it, and hope that they understand it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, just throw it through Google Translate. I'm sure it'll work. Out. Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, Google Translate I, is flawless. Flawless. Yeah, <laughs> especially when it comes to English to Japanese translations. No problems at all. They're they're basically the same language. Like we have so many words in common already that yeah. it's like it's just easy. You uh-huh. know? <laughs> That's like quick quick side note. I've uh, like I've watched a few like YouTube videos by people from America or like Canada or the UK or whatever living in Japan, and a lot of them complain about the fact that Japanese people are using more English words instead of the Japanese words. You know, their Japanese equivalents. You know, like oh, funny. They'll just say the word milk instead of saying the Japanese word for milk, which is gyu and you. And it's like, 
is that such a big issue to you? They're making it easier for you to understand? Like, are you just upset that you spent the, you know, 10 seconds it takes to learn the Japanese word for milk and now you never get to use it again? What's your problem? Yeah, right. Well, I, I got to figure, you know, there's a certain amount of weebery where you're like, you go to Japan, you expect it to be this like immersive Japanese thing. Like, I'm I'm done with America. I'm off to Japan, the land of... Uh, only good Japanese things. And then it's like, oh, can you hand me the milk? <laughs> milk? Milk? <laughs> <laughs> they still got McDonald's in Disneyland. It's, it's you know, you never left. Oh, yeah. I, I, I got a picture of a, a friend who was at a fucking Denny's. Like, at a Denny's? Think, they have Denny's? Yeah. Oh, hell when yeah. I th- when I think America, I think, like, Denny's is like, it's like flag and then right beneath it is Denny's. And, uh, yeah, they fucking. My friends went to Japan and they ate at a fucking Denny's. Beautiful. I've, I want to go to a Japanese <laughs> Denny's so bad. They have. I was just looking at. There's a Taco Bell ad for an Okonomiyaki Crunch Wrap. I am dying to try that. Like, I, I need them to bring that over here, or I need to go to Japan <laughs> before that promotion ends. Because well, well, it's gonna be garbage, go. but it's gonna be like it's gonna be a different kind of garbage than I'm used to from Taco Bell, and that's important. Well, the thing I've I've heard from my friends who have been to Japan is even the fast food stuff over there is better than it is over here. No, I believe so, it. So, like they they went and got uh, KFC, I think once I, I might be misremembering, but uh-huh. something like that, and it was like, yeah, it was pretty good. Like maybe not top tier food, but like pretty good as opposed to like KFC here, where you're like sometimes it's alright, and sometimes it makes me wish I was dead. So. <laughs> That's why that's why you got, just got to stick with Popeyes. It's like it makes you wish you were dead a little bit, but also it tastes pretty good. Yeah, because I mean that just comes with food these days. But yeah, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just just part of the experience. <laughs> if you don't want to die a little bit, are you really like getting? Are you really getting your money's worth out of this fast food trip? <laughs> I don't. That's, I say no. So, uh, we're we're going on a side tangent here. But oh I'm God, just we are. Follow through with it. Uh, God, you know the worst part about getting a little bit older here. I hate I hate to go all boomer speak and all that, <laughs> but like, I I really am realizing how invincible I am. Where like fast food is affecting me the way that it affects my parents and whatnot. Like I get fucking pizza hangovers from Domino's. Oh like, what is yeah. This? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because like uh, my girlfriend and I, we we end up eating pretty late. It's like we we usually have a pretty late lunch. Uh, and then as, as a result, we have a pretty late dinner, like around 11 or 12. And a lot of the time that ends up being DoorDash. And a lot of the time, the only thing open is like McDonald's or Jack in the box. And Mm -hmm. oh my God, like I used to have a stomach of steel and I think I still have a pretty decent constitution, but it, it's painful. It hurts sometimes. It's, it's tough getting older. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's like. What, how is, if this is how fast food treats people as like older people, how, how is it still around? Like, how have the people who are older <laughs> than us put up with this? Yeah, honestly, like, how, how are any fast food patrons <laughs> over like 40? Because I think I got a few more years in me for this awful mm-hmm. lifestyle, and then I gotta call it quits. I gotta just go full vegan or something for a decade <laughs> to, to compensate. Yeah. You just gotta make up for things. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, I've never heard someone use the word "vincible." Like, I'm sure that's a word, but I've that's this is my first time ever hearing that word said out loud. I, I honestly, I'm not really sure why I said it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it makes sense, but I just, I guess, I couldn't think of the 
Mortal? Mortal wouldn't do it. That would be I, weird. I've never felt more mortal fuckery. <laughs> vul- vul- I am not feasted on the blood of younger people. Maybe maybe sensitive? Maybe that's the... Maybe that's uh, the that, word. That, that would have made sense. That would have been the human word to use. It's, it's one of those, like, gruntled. Like, it is very much a word, like, as opposed to disgruntled. But, like, if you use it, people are going to look at you funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, man, that guy is hella gruntled. Good job. <laughs> I am gruntled to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, shit, I gotta work that into more time. I find this news quite gruntling. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I, I both love and hate gruntling. <laughs> yeah. oh. It's worst. If I ever if I ever start another band, it's gonna be called gruntling. Gruntling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love uh, it. Uh... So we're talking about anime. Yeah, we're talking about Space <laughs> Brothers. So the last, I guess, like couple of big points to cover uh-huh. in five and six um, is that uh, now that Muta is in Houston, he's like, he's kind of like lost a lot of his energy. He kind of goes back to that state where he's like, I don't know if I'm going to get in. I don't want to be a disappointment to my brother. I'm just going to be sad. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to work. And Hibito is like, the fuck are you doing? Like, you used to compete with me, and now you're just being the sad sack of shit. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he he says, yeah, something like it was like, uh, you know, yeah, about the, you used to compete, and then he says, you're no fun now, and it just, like, goes to bed or something. And, like, that kind of hurt a mm-hmm. little bit. Like, Muta's gone soft. He's not, he doesn't have that same dynamic that he has with his brother, even though his brother's, like, you know, still very much in that place where he wants his brother to succeed, and he wants him to, like, you know, he he wants to have that relationship where they kind of, like, make each other stronger through competition, and Muta's just not really stepping up to the plate for that, and um, yeah, that's 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 gotta suck for, for both parties, so. Yeah. That was, the, that was the first really, like, you know, hit you in the feels moment that, or I guess the only one that I got from this show, except in the same episode, you see a, a hot dog, like food, food. I think it's a food truck. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a stand, but it's called No Onion Dog You, and that is extremely good. I got extremely emotional over that. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that name. Uh, but yeah, I, I like that part because it's it's someone who's you know I guess like I don't know like power or authority. I um, who like I is isn't trying to like lord it over someone else. He's not like. Hibito is never like, I'm an astronaut and you're not. You suck, Muta. He's yeah. like, I'm an astronaut. You should be one too. Like, just do it. Like, the only person sort of standing in Muta's way is Muta a lot of the time. Totally. And and Hibito, like, you know, more than anybody else probably knows what, what Muta is capable of and knows that he's, like, you know, able to rise to this occasion if he so chooses. And, like, from that perspective, I think it's it, it's got to be really frustrating to see Muta just be okay with, like, you know, being kind of a burnout, having been mm. fired from his job and not really like taking this whole thing seriously. Um, and I think that really, that put it into perspective in like a really clean, concise kind of way. Like that one line just like, and, and the couple scenes that follow afterwards just like set that dynamic perfectly. Not only sets up what they're doing right now, but how they've always been. Like there's mm-hmm. it's some very smart writing, I think. Yeah, and, it, and it's a good part to... Um inspire Muta because it's like by Hibito saying that it's like Muta kind of realizes like no you know I gotta kick my ass in gear you know yeah like, uh, that's not the term but whatever get, it's get your uh, ass in so gear yeah. I think you were close 
It's get your ass in gear, not kick your ass in gear, but yeah. whatever. But, but people also say like kick it into gear or something like that, like a, like a like a motorcycle, I think, because he like the clutch, or okay, the gear shift or something is on your foot. So uh, it's partial credit. I think you. I think you mostly. Partial. You were pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I feel like the longer we record, the more we're going to see me combine phrases and things like that. So exactly. Uh, it's yeah. It's it's a problem. It's it's important to remind the audience uh, if there's anyone out there, we are dumb as hell. We have no right <laughs> to be any sort of critics or or analysts 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 uh, by any means. So don't take us yeah. too seriously. Well, well and I've got a, a special kind of brain problem where I, I so I had somebody once say um, it's like a double edged street to me and i thought that was the funniest thing that i just started saying it all the time around and even around people who wouldn't get that i was speaking it as a joke no that's good you should absolutely keep doing that i'm gonna start using that <laughs> oh yeah it's a double-edged street it's a double-edged there. street <laughs> brother it's a it's uh, a double-edged street out there and i'm just trying to stay in my lane <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Ooh, that's good. Um, so episode six has a couple things happen. Yep. Um, I don't really remember too much from it being like, oh man, I we got to talk about that. But episode six is fine. It's kind of more of the show, and it's kind of Muta a little bit more in a positive mood. Oh, and of course, it's the episode where the guy they knew from their past defends muta from the council of astronaut deciders yeah yeah this is this is very much where i think episode five was a very like character driven like very characterization like let's learn more about muta and hibito and uh and apo the dog and all that like this is very much a like how do things move forward kind of episode like let's get the plot shit out of the way um mm-hmm. so yeah the guy from their past is like interviewing people like muta's old co-workers and trying to figure out why he had butted his boss and stuff he has a really sweet scene with a kid who tripped and like hit his head and uh the guy says something like you didn't hit your head you head butted the earth you you big powerful manly man you and like boy if i was a kid who had just tripped that would have cheered me right up he's a he's a good yeah. guy <laughs> Um, there's also there's a part where uh, Hibito is being interviewed on a show that's very like it's like a late night uh, interview show. Mm-hmm. And one thing I really like about it. So Hibito or Muta is watching it and he's eating pistachios. Mm-hmm. And then Hibito is like, hey, you know, I'm I'm pretty good. But like my brother, my brother's the really great. guy. Oh, like, yeah, he's going to yeah. be an astronaut. He's so good. And then. Uh, Muta becomes super self-conscious and like buries himself in his bed and uh, he says a line I may be misquoting it but it's like don't put your nutty brother on a pedestal <laughs> and he was just eating nuts <laughs> uh, classic storytelling and uh, and the medium of visuals they did it yeah that's that's art that's that's kinography <laughs> right there I fucking did it this belongs in the MoMA or the Smithsonian or whichever one <laughs> Whichever one good art goes into, I've never been. Uh, fuck both. it, why not both? Yeah, yeah. F- we'll, it we'll belongs it in, in both. both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, when this podcast gets really, really big, that's what we'll really petition for. Uh-huh. Let's get the nut scene from Space Brothers <laughs> in MoMA and the Smithsonian. I'd say this time next year, it should be in at least one of those two institutions, if not both. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I'd say I'd say we're at that level. I'd say we're that powerful. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, we've got. I mean, I think we got. I think we got like three thumbs up on uh, one of our episodes on YouTube. So uh, yeah, no, we not I to think, brag honestly, or anything. I think we but, might be at four. Uh, at four? Shit, I'm gonna quit my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to do this full time. I think yeah. Collectively. We've got about a hundred views. So. <laughs> I mean, that's that if, real talk. That's more than I thought we'd get in in five episodes. So good on us. <laughs> Four episodes. This one hasn't gone up yet. <laughs> oh yeah, got him. Yeah. Uh, but okay, so that's that's kind of the our our thoughts on the things that happen in the episode. Yeah. Uh, so let's break it down. Um. So we got our rating system, uh-huh. total garbage, eh, and keep watching. Uh, where does the show fall for you? So I'm really, I'm frustrated. Okay, to answer your question, it's an eh. Um, yeah. But I'm really frustrated <laughs> that it's not a keep watching because like we talked about, this does like, not only does it really like hone in on our de- age demographic being like at or approaching 30, uh, but also like in my case, especially like I have a younger brother, four years younger, three and a half years younger than me, has a master's degree, got this crazy job working like to move to Japan actually and like uh, teach English, not <laughs> not the JET program. Like he has a master's degree specifically into teaching English to speakers of other languages and he was going to be like a college teacher or some shit like dude's crazy accomplished and everything and i'm just kind of you know i was very much a c average kind of guy so like you know there's that sort of like uh not inferiority complex but you know like that sort of like if this is a competition i am losing severely (laughs) kind of thing um so yeah like i wish that this show brought me a little more that i could like really attach myself to and like really root for Muta and all that stuff. Um, like this could have been, I feel like in, in other hands, this could have been a life changing story for me. And as it is, I'm just like, yeah, that was fun. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's so funny to me that we're in like the same exact boat. Cause I've got, I've got a sister who's very successful. And I think that it's like, we both have non antagonistic relationships with our successful younger siblings. Oh yeah, my brother's tight. And I love so, the dude. Yeah, so it's like we are they are very much the the hibito to our mutas yeah. and it's like we by all means should absolutely love the show. Like we are just watching ourselves on screen. Yeah. We're both just like eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's the frustrating part about it. Like I want to be like raving about this show and instead we're just kind of like yeah, that was that was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that was the thing, is, like, when it came time to watch episode seven, I was like, well, is there a dub? And then I saw there wasn't a dub, and then I was like, uh, no, I'll just, I'm just going to watch Hunter Hunter. Okay. There like, you go. I just moved on to, I went back to Shonen. Like, this show just did not grab me, and, I, and I'm with you. I wanted it to. It just never did. And that's the, that's that's funny, too, because, like, you know, so many... Um, you know, I, I think it's no secret that anime has gotten, like, exponentially more popular in the last few years. You know, you got celebrities mm-hmm. and all that, the fucking Jodeci album and all this shit. Uh, and I feel like a lot of people our age and maybe even older are, like, into it, even if they weren't as kids. And a lot of them are going, like, where's the anime for people my age? Why, why are all the protagonists, like, you know, 15? And this is this is it. This is the anime for people your age. This is the thing. And it's like maybe there's maybe there's a better one out there but like 
uh, exactly what you said is like you know after watching this i'm like man i just i kind of want to just watch some watch some hunter hunter or something watch some god of high school or some uh yu yu haka show or something yeah in in our in our drunken ramblings while i was uh trying to edit it um (laughs) there was there was a really good line that you had that was like um if if I wanted to watch a show, if I was talking to somebody about wanting to watch a show that was not about like 15 year old protagonists fighting monsters or something, they were like, oh yeah, you want a more adult oriented show, you should watch Space Brothers, like you would be disappointed. And I feel like that really, like if this is as good as it gets, that's a little bit of a bummer. Hey, way way to go, drunk me. That's that's smarter than anything (laughs) I thought I said that during that time, so. Gonna pat myself like said, on the back some, for that There's one. some good stuff there. <laughs> it's just also an hour and a half after we talked for like an hour. So, <laughs> yeah. Though I mean, I guess we're getting close to an hour here, so uh, we should probably true. wrap up. Uh, so, uh, yeah, for both of us, it is a uh, pretty solid. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like it's not my bag maybe it's somebody's like there's there's probably plenty of people who absolutely adore this show and more power to them um i, yeah. I just i wish i was one of them that's a thing yeah yeah absolutely because it's it, like i i think there might be a little bit of whiplash for anybody listening to this episode who would be like oh they just spoke about all these things that they liked at these episodes and now they're both like eh, yeah it kind of sucked it's yeah. Like, yeah it's it's good like it's again like it's hard for me to point at like that's bad the thing that they did in this episode was dumb or bad. It's just like, it just was never great either. Yeah. There's, there's something that you said in a previous episode uh, about like, and you know, we've talked about this off, off the air before about like, you know, if, if uh, something is good, it's interesting. If something's bad, it can still be very interesting. If something's boring, that's the problem. And I'm not saying that this is boring by any means, but like, honestly, at around like episode three or episode two or something like that, I had, I had probably more like mental resistance to clicking the next episode button than I did for like eat man. And I hated eat man. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about eat man too. Uh, like after watching eat man, we made a, a fucking suicide pact to watch the other version of it. And I have, I have two of the mangas on my shelf right now. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to buy Space Brothers. Like, I don't find it as fascinatingly good or bad as I did with, like, Eat Man and other shows. Yeah. And it's, yeah, frustrating is the word for it. Like, I I really want to be into it, and it's just ain't for me. But the quest continues. Um, Well... Let's 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 wrap up this podcast here. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Uh, we're we're getting a little bit slower in our releases, but you know, so is life. Whatever. Yeah. That's not again. That's not the phrase. Such is life. Um, <laughs> life is also getting slower <laughs> in its releases. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, God, what am I saying? It's the fucking uh, apocalypse. I, Donald Trump is going to be voted in for a second term in two weeks, and I'm already upset about it. Like everything's <laughs> awful. Dude didn't die when he was supposed to, and now we're stuck for another four years. Oh, you know what's rough? We're bookending this podcast. We start the podcast with talking about how excited we are that Trump got COVID, and we're ending it with, why didn't he die? I, I forgot. I forgot, because when the, when we first recorded, yeah, he had just gone to the hospital for it. Oh, man. Uh, time time oh, just gets man. you. Fucking can't, can't have yeah, shit well, in Detroit. 
And this episode is also going to come out after the election. So, oh boy. <laughs> uh, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I can take the L on this one. But I, I've yeah, I've learned uh, not to hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so our stuff is a little bit slower to come out. But if you want updates about what's going on, um, you can follow either of us on Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. Hentai Pizza Lord. And I am at Bakfu, B-A-K-F-U-U. Yeah, so we if you if you are curious about what's going on, you can message us there, uh, and we'll get back to you eventually. Um, eventually, no next promises. Next episode, we did not decide what we're going to uh, watch, so I'm going to edit that in here. Perfect. We're going to watch Doctor Stone. Oh wow, that's such a good choice. I'm really excited for those episodes. Yeah, that's, that's going to be. be so cool. I love that anime already. That show is so, oh, it's so good. Perfect. Um, I, I think, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I've got to review it. Still, <laughs> so. uh, but yeah, that's, that's it for us. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening.